You're tuned in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. And hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another stellar edition of The Drive on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock at 3.03 on your Friday afternoon here in East Tennessee. Some snow flurries out there. Grab your jacket. Be careful if you're out and about driving around listening to the show this afternoon as we get down to it live today at National RX in Farragut. Good to be back out here in West Knoxville. Got some piping hot Jets pizza. Just had a piece. And um, looking forward to today's show. A lot to get to. A lot going on with a big basketball game at the arena tomorrow. Bear, good afternoon. How are you, sir? I am doing well, Russ. A little cold. A little chilly. Yeah, I'm actually wearing pants today. Well, uh, Marcus, are you present and accounted for this afternoon? Yes, sir. Here and ready to go. All right. So far, so good. Things looking up for the drive this afternoon. All right, we can get into this basketball game coming up here in just a second. But the big news of the day is on the football side of things today for Tennessee as Taven Jackson has entered the transfer portal, the four-star quarterback prospect from Indianapolis who redshirted this year with Tennessee, had the collarbone injury there towards the end, but was a guy that Tennessee coaches were excited about. It flashed a little bit, and all the tools were there. But with Nico Yamaleava coming to campus, with Joe Milton pretty much nailing down the starting job for next year, I know they say there's going to be a competition, but I think we all believe Milton will win that job, at least at the beginning of the season. And everybody's fired up, of course, about the Nico era beginning, um, if not this year, certainly in 2024. So I guess the writing is on the wall for Taven Jackson and he doesn't have to sit out. So a lot of people thought that he might stick around through spring practice and transfer in the summer, but he jumps right in the portal and this creates an interesting situation for Josh Heupel in the football program. Cause bear. Yes, sir. We, I think we all feel comfortable with, with the two guys out there, but as we've talked about many times, Two years, Josh Heupel football, the starting quarterback, has gotten hurt and had to miss a bunch of games both times. Yes. So we run an offense where the quarterback is expected to run. That's a a key part of it. Milton will be expected to run. Nico, from what I hear, is is has really good running skills as well. I mean, you have to prepare for the doomsday scenario, right? And, mm-hmm. and you know, we we we. Obviously, don't hope this happens. I hope Joe Milton starts the first game, performs well, and starts all 12 games plus postseason and, and and hands the keys off to Nico and everything's fine. But the doomsday scenario is both those guys get hurt, which, I mean, that would be awful. And And so you get into what can you get in the portal? How can you – can you find – a decent quarterback you're not gonna find a great one can you find a decent quarterback a playable qb well i mean that that's it's going th- to be fine 
with coming in here and sitting behind Joe Milton, knowing that he's probably not going to have a chance to win the job long term because we got Nico sitting there. Well, I mean, or, it's the okay. Or do you, are you comfortable with Gaston Moore, who you know played for Heupel at, at UCF and has been here for two years now, knows the system, but there's a reason he's not on scholarship. How do you approach this this offseason now, Bear, that uh, Taven Jackson has entered the portal? I don't know because, you know, it, it's like we talked about it was a month or two ago. We were talking about the portal and quarterbacks and uh, especially quarterbacks. Uh, and most guys in the portal, they're looking to start. So we're kind of behind the eight ball because we got, you know, Bazooka Joe, who looks firmly entrenched as a, as a starter. And then we've got nico so i I don't know man i mean this is not i I mean it it could be worse we have two quarterbacks going in the portal but it's it's going to be tough well it also underscores how fortunate tennessee was last year to have a backup of milton's caliber and then you could just you could afford not to have any kind of pressure on Taven jackson now all of a sudden you go into spring practice and like Nico's going to have to get ready. Like there, there's no kind of, Oh, you know, dip your feet in, get in the weight room, add some, it's like, no, we need you to learn the system to develop chemistry with these receivers and get ready to go because you're one snap away right now. Marcus Young, what do you think about it? Uh, Taven Jackson entering the portal. First of all, are you surprised? And what do you think Tennessee does from here? Yeah, I mean, I'm not completely surprised. Um, I remember they showed a – I can't remember. I think it must have been Halsey. I think someone posted a photo from the quarterback group from the Orange Bowl, and Jackson was actually missing from the photo. And so there was that that kind of had some hints – as soon as Nico committed and, and then signed, it always felt like Tavon was kind of an odd man out, potentially. So it doesn't totally shock me. Um, I definitely think that the group on offense, I think they're going to have to try to find a third guy just in case. I think that I don't know if they're going to want necessarily to thrust Nico in if something were to happen to Milton. So they may want to have a, an extra guy in there with some extra experience just to balance that room out a little bit. Uh, I think the other thing that may have happened, Russ, is when Nico showed up early and went through the bowl practices and we all heard the word that he was ripping it. Yeah. I wonder if that played into it, if Taven saw that. and so, but, like, yeah, I'm, I, I want to – yeah, I, I think that's I, – I think that probably happened, I, if I had to guess. But – you know, he's a, he's a good player too, man. Uh, Jackson, I had heard in the preseason fall camp that coaches were, I mean, he wasn't ready to play, obviously, but they're like, yeah, this kid can make all the throws. He's got the size. It's just going to take some time for him to learn the system and, and, and get some playing time. Obviously, I won't say that never happened because he did get some mop-up duty, but uh, he, he's not going to be the, the quarterback here going forward. But I, I think he's good, man. And a lot of speculation that he's going to go back home to Indiana and play for the Hoosiers. Does Louisville when, and Jeff Brom take a shot at getting him in there in that kind of offense? That could be interesting. I'm guessing that guy's going to go somewhere and, and play and be really good. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be are... one of those things where we've got Nico and like we're not, you know, we can't be jealous or disappointed because hopefully we'll have a better quarterback. But we'll also be looking. It's going to be weird, right, if he goes out there and throws for a ton of yards and is a really good player somewhere. Uh, yeah, but I mean, if if you look at it from you know from Taven Jackson's perspective, he's already been here for what two years, and I guess he redshirted his first no, year. Or was no, he, he was, this was his one year. He, he's been here for like six months. Okay, so he redshirted, so he's got, what, four years to play four? Mm-hmm. So he's not wanting to waste any time. He's wanting to play, and I don't blame him. I wish him all the best. It kind of puts us a little bit behind the eight ball. Uh, we, we don't have a whole lot of, you know, I mean, it's like you said, worst-case scenario, but um, don't blame him a bit. I would, If I were him, I'd probably make the same decision. He wants to be a starter, man. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out for him. But for Tennessee, what do you do if you're Josh Heupel? Would love to hear your thoughts. If you want to jump in, we're going to have open lines this first hour. 865-546-8200 is your number. If you want to go ahead and and jump in, we'll get right to phone calls. 546-8200 if you want to chime in on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Live this afternoon, National Law Rex in Ferry. Let me tell you something new they got going on here. They have a board-certified nurse practitioner. Her name's Amy Brock here at National Law Rex now. I had a chance to meet her. Um, she is going to be doing a, a lot of cool things here as far as just seeing patients and stuff. You know, we, we talk about the Sildenafil special and the best price in the country on Sildenafil is right here at National RX, just 50 cents a tablet. You're going to pay six times as much if you buy from some of these online retailers you see advertised on TV and on a national basis. Get it cheap here at National RX. But you have to have a prescription for that, right? So people, I'm sure there's some people, well, you know, you can go to the doctor and then come here. Maybe a little bit of a hassle. No longer. No longer. You can come see Amy right here at National Rx, get your prescription here, and then just get it filled right here. A one-stop shop. I think this is a great idea for men in the audience who are looking for a little boost in their love life. You can come here and get that taken care of now at National Rx. She works here on Fridays, so uh, you do have to come by on a Friday, but uh, you can make it a, 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 a double here. You come see me and get your uh, Sildenafil prescription filled, and... Uh, Two birds with one stone, you know. She also specializes in uh, a couple of other things. She's going to be doing uh, B12 energy shots if uh, you're into that. Uh, Low T and uh, menopause treatment for women. And then weight loss services as well. Walk-ins are welcome. This is inside of National Law Rex. They'll point you to her office here when you come in at 11134. Kingston Pike, right next to Wendy's in Farragut, locally owned and operated, veteran-owned and operated pharmacy, National Law Rex here in West Knoxville. All right, basketball tomorrow at the arena, 12 noon tip. ESPN, National Telecast, Dan Schulman, Jay Bias will be on the broadcast for ESPN as a limping, wounded animal comes staggering into Thompson Bowling. Assembly Center and Arena, the Kentucky Mildcats have rarely been more mild than they will be tomorrow. Gentlemen, 
I'm going to ask both you, Baron Marcus, here. What what do you think will happen? I'll give you four choices here. Multiple choice test today. What do we see in Thompson Bowling tomorrow? Is it a a big orange beatdown, twenty plus point blowout win, and just complete humiliation and throttling of Kentucky? Is it B a solid decisive win? double digits, but not more than 20 points, a workmanlike beating of Kentucky. Is it C, a barn burner, hang on by the skin of your teeth? Yeah, skin of your teeth. Win for Tennessee. Or is it D, a shocking, humiliating, back-breaking defeat as Kentucky gets right on Chris Lofton Day at Thompson Bowling Arena. Bear, what do you think, A, B, D, or C? I'm going to go with B. That just seems the most likely as it's just a solid, you know, 12, 14-point win. You see uh, Torvik has Tennessee as an 18-point favorite? Yeah. I just keep going back to what uh, our – our, our, our buddy Chris Lofton said yesterday, and he, he said it, you know, we didn't prompt him or anything. He just said it out of hand, you know, about Kentucky and what he expects tomorrow. You know, more than likely they're going to come in here and play the game of their lives, and they'll have fixed everything that's been going wrong is what he – that's how you have to go into it if you're Tennessee. You can't go into tomorrow thinking that, you know, you're going to get this version of Kentucky. you got to expect they're going to come in because, I mean, it – you know, they've got all the talent in the world. They just, for whatever reason, they are not clicking. So, a lot of their problems are on defense. I did a little bit of research last night. Yeah, they're soft, man. They don't, they don't, they don't do anything well. They, they don't the, guard. Run, running they don't that, rebound. Running they that dribble shoot. drive without anybody that can dribble and drive and make their shots. So. Marcus, what say you, A, B, C, or D? I think I'm with Bear on this one, actually. I don't, it may shock, but I, I'm, I'm with Bear. This is just, I'm just excited for this game as a whole. I, I really don't think that anything, as long as we win, I don't think there's any way I'm going to be disappointed. Whether it's a close game and fought through all the way to the end, or if we just blow them out of the water. Um, I I just – there's something about this rivalry game. Bear and I kind of talked about it yesterday. It's like – for me, it's like Alabama and, and Tennessee in football. No matter how it comes out, you're, you're, you get pumped for this game. You get excited for this game. And there's nothing better than watching this Tennessee team take on the Wildcats and, and beat them. We'll be with you. As soon as it's over, live on Twitter Spaces, another exciting edition of Voluntary Reaction. Myself, Bear, Davey Hudson will be with you talking about it, breaking it down, and hopefully, hopefully, we will tap the keg of glory once again on Voluntary Reaction, the postgame show. As soon as it's over, Twitter Spaces tomorrow. Be sure to check that one out. should be about 2 p.m. here in about uh, 23 hours. We should be getting underway with that. So that kind of sets up the show today. The Taven-Jackson situation, does that worry you that Tennessee suddenly has just two scholarship quarterbacks heading into next season? 
And then the Kentucky game tomorrow. How do you see this one playing out? Will this be the beatdown that many people are hoping for? Or are you getting some South Carolina football game vibes here where everybody's expecting the big win and and maybe not? Maybe not. 865-546-8200, your number to get up with us this afternoon. 546-8200 if you want to chime in on the drive fan run radio just getting started here on a friday afternoon edition of the show quick time out we're back with more right after this fan run radio the drive continues 105.7 fm 1340 a.m streaming online this afternoon fanrunradio.com and your free fan run app a variety of ways for you to experience the program Today, we've got a big sports weekend coming up, Tennessee basketball tomorrow. It's also a big junior day. Uh, we might get into some of that if, if we want to get into the weeds and a little football recruiting. Uh, that's going on tomorrow, so you'll probably see some of those young men at the ball game as well. I know we got some basketball recruits coming in as well. Big day on campus for the Big Orange. We've also got NFL playoffs tomorrow all day Sunday and then Monday night one of my favorite weekends of the year I love the NFL playoffs wild card weekend it's here the easiest way for you to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel America's number one sports book new customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet just sign up using our promo code drive1 at sign up and FanDuel will get you started. They've got all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props and of course the same game parlays. And there'll be a bunch of those going on this weekend. Tomorrow we got the 49ers, nine and a half point favorites at home against the Seahawks. We have the Jags, two and a half point underdogs at home against the Chargers. I like the Jags straight up. Anybody want to take that action against me? Yes. You you think the Chargers go in there and get it done? So, it's going to be a part of my my top four, but they are going to be without Mike Williams, yep. who's hurt. Yep. Um, but I like Herbert, man. I think he's he's a really really elite quarterback in this league. You got Vol for Life, Josh Palmer out there, and that defense. That defense nasty. I, I, I okay. think that they're going to get to uh, Goldilocks over there in Jacksonville and cause some problems. Ooh, ooh. All right. We'll, we'll have the – somebody gets an I told you so on Monday on yeah. the drive. Marcus's take has been Derek Dooley noted. Bills, 13.5-point favorites at home against the Dolphins. That is the early game Sunday. Vikings, three-point favorites at home against the Giants. Bengals, big favorites at home against the Ravens. And then Monday Night Football, you've got the Cowboys at the Bucks. Cowboys, two-and-a-half-point favorites there. You can bet whatever you want over on FanDuel, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with our promo code DRIVE1 and make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner 
of the NFL. You must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. Eric on Twitter says, do you think Taven Jackson just saw the writing on the wall and decided to um, get out. Also, how does this affect our QB situation? I'll hang up and listen. Well, I mean, we just kind of had that uh, conversation a few moments ago. I think he probably, I I think, yeah, I I think he did see the writing on the wall a little bit. And I mean, some people will whine and call it tampering. I just think it's, it's, the new state of college football with where we're at right now. There are no real penalties, no reason not to do it. I'm sure that kid has been hearing behind the scenes from all sorts of programs telling him that he's going to play here, so come play at our place. I just I wonder where he's going to end up, or if it be in the SEC. No, I, I think you, Indiana would be my early favorite. At, uh, I think he goes home and plays for the Hoosiers. Because here's the thing. You get that one transfer, man. You don't want to go somewhere where you're in the same position, where you're in a dogfight. You don't know if you're going to play. You want to go somewhere you know you're going to play. And I don't know what Indiana's quarterback situation is, but I'm guessing they don't have a Milton and an Iamaleava on their roster. Hmm. I'm guessing that's a situation where he walks in and either starts right away or they've got a guy there who's like a senior and he learns from him for a year and then takes over in 2024. That's a pretty good, pretty good take on it. Tennessee tomorrow trails the all-time series with Kentucky 158 to 77. So that's not not great. But the Wildcats, this is interesting. The Wildcats have a 54 to 52 edge when the series is played in Knoxville. So Tennessee has a chance to pull to within one game of evening up the all-time series with Kentucky in Knoxville. We could get that done next year, Bear. That would be nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you is is there any other SEC team that has a winning record at home against Kentucky? I Can't don't be. No, I don't I don't think so. I know that nobody nobody in the country has beaten Kentucky more than we have. And I mean, the caveat being that nobody we in the country has played Kentucky more than we have, but Yeah. Uh, it, it's definitely the worm has turned. Definitely, I mean, it, it kind of started with Pearl. Although I don't think he ever was at five hundred. I don't. I can't remember where he ended up at. But I mean, nothing like what Barnes has been able to do. No, since he, he wasn't this good huh. against them. Here's 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 the thing that kind of sticks in my craw. If we had beaten them in the COVID year, mm-hmm. we would be playing to uh, go over five hundred at home against them this year. Yeah. But we didn't, so there's really no use in. Grano. We'll get it back. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get it back. We're we, gonna we, get it we back. We win tomorrow, beat them next year. That thing is tied up in Knoxville, and in my opinion, that would be pretty cool. Let's go to the phones. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. Your number to get on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Go ahead and load them up. Five four six eight two zero zero. We'll start with Martin. Good afternoon, Martin. You're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Good afternoon, Russell. 
Hey, Martin. Russell, you know what I'm hearing on Taven Jackson? What are you hearing? Indiana and South Florida. Ooh, that's interesting. Go down there with Gullish. Yes. Interesting. Hmm. Well, there, there are worse places to spend four years of your life than Tampa, Florida. I like to see him go down so uh, Gullish could work with him. I believe he could make him a great quarterback. Yeah, I mean, that would be a, a shrewd move by, by Golish for sure. I wonder, what do you think uh, Hypo feels about that, uh, stealing his QB away? I mean, if I'm Golish, I'm Martin, I'm, I'm telling him, well, Josh, you weren't going to use him anyhow. Yes. I don't, I don't have a problem with it as long as he wasn't tampering. And, and again, I'm, I'm not, I know this happens all over the place, but it would be a little bit dirty to recruit him while he's still on the roster. If he, if he's, he just goes in the portal, like he's done today, then all bets are off. Like he, he's going to leave anyway. If I'm hypo, uh, like I want him to stay, but if he's going to leave anyway, yeah, I'd go, go play for my friend, Alex Gullish. Best yes. of luck to you. And Russell. Yes. So far, the, the seven graduate, the four transfers we got, the seven of them, Mm-hmm. I look for at least five of them to start. Who are your five that start? I'd have to go through them all out of the newspaper. <laughs> you don't have I it off the top of your head, Lord? right now. I got you. Yeah, I look for five out of the seven to start. Okay. And I look for the kicker out of Indiana to start, too, because he was uh, 17 or 21. And he hit five or seven from 50 yards or more. Yeah, so I had a long of 55, so that's a huge pickup for him. And he's from Jackson, Tennessee. Grew up a, a Vol fan, so this has got to yes. be a huge thrill for him. Nice. Yes. Uh, he went uh, five for seven from 50 yards or more. Uh, I'll tell you, Martin, you know, we had that's Christopher strong. Gabriel on yesterday. You know who he said he expects to start this fall? Thornton. Yep. Did you listen to Chris yesterday with us? Yes, I sure did. I don't know if you got a chance to hear it, Russ. Uh, CG very high on Dante Thornton. Well, they they don't get guys out of the portal and not expect them to start. Yeah, I don't think. I, I think that you know Martin says five. I, I see Campbell, Thornton, Peely. I think Norman at Lott least one of those two offensive linemen, if not both, end up starting for Tennessee. And uh, we'll see if they can add a, a defensive back. you got to think if you're a corner who can walk and chew gum at the same time, you're going to have at least a puncher's chance of winning a starting job here next year. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the tight end, Castles, I think there's a lot of opportunity for guys to jump in here and play. Do you think we'll go after another quarterback in the portal? Yeah, I mean, that's we'll the million-dollar question today, isn't it, Martin? We'll need I think one. That, I think, yeah, I think you have to. And I, I just don't know what the may, – maybe there are a couple of guys that jump in after spring practice that aren't on our radar right now. It's probably not a five-alarm situation right now. But I, I do think you have to have another body. Again, unless you really think Gaston Moore as a walk-on is is a acceptable – 
emergency option. Maybe they do. I don't know, but we haven't seen him play against, you know, in any sort of meaningful role yet here. Yes. Well, I appreciate you boys. I enjoy the show. Thanks, Mark. We enjoy your phone calls, man. Have a great weekend. Yeah, Christopher said that uh, Landani and the Oregon staff were not happy about Dante Thornton uh, leaving town. It's too bad. Yeah, I hate it for him. You know, there's another quarterback on, on the roster we haven't talked about yet, Bear. Who's that? Navy Shuler. My boy. Don't don't tell me you wouldn't get the warm and fuzzies if number 21 had to roll out there for the volunteers and take a few snaps at QB. I mean, if it's a 50-point beatdown, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy, but uh, there's not going to be anything warm and fuzzy about us having to start Navy Shuler. If we're having to start Navy Shuler, something catastrophic has gone on and our season is is careening out of control. I'm just going to I'm just going to say I'm just going to leave this here. You do with it what you will. I would imagine that there were quite a few Georgia fans who said the same thing about Stetson Bennett about three, four years ago, whenever he mm-hmm. entered that program. I, I'm, I'm not even going to bite on this. Which just time? Put that in the middle of the table. You, you, can, uh, you, you can take a bite or not. Nah, no thanks. You know, Eight, six, five. Five four six eight two zero zero. your number to get on the program this afternoon. Tennessee basketball's won eight of the last 13 meetings with Kentucky, including two of three last season. And how about this note from Grant Ramey of VolQuest? Since the beatdown in Lexington last January, Remember that bear? I got. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'll ever forget it. It was brutal. I, I got uh, kindly asked to leave a local establishment that we were doing a watch party and remain nameless. Thoroughly embarrassed, poor Jake Miller. I didn't think Maybe that was possible. By mistakes the way. were made since that game, and that was that was a year ago. One hundred seven to seventy nine. We took the beat down. They put up hundred seven points on Rick Barnes's squad last year. Bear, we weren't playing very good defense. Would you care to guess what our record in the twenty SEC games that have followed since that game is? Well, I know it. It's it's simple. We only lost one more, and that was to Arkansas in Vietnam. Uh, Nineteen and one. 19 and 1 in our last 20 SEC games including the SEC tournament which we won obviously that's i mean have, have we ever been on a run like that i i, I don't I remember the one the admiral team won what uh, 14 or 15 games in a row to to open conference play obviously but 19 and 1 that's insane yeah i mean except for the like the covid year where we kind of took a step back, we had the two freshmen, and I, I heard somebody, I can't remember who it was, that compared this year's Arkansas team, compares uh, very similarly to um, Tennessee in 2020 when we had Keon and Jaden. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it, it just each year we seem to get better and better under Barnes. Now we'll see how we do in March. I mean, that's that's it. That's where we're at. Like we're incredible regular season. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to say that again for people. I mean, like let that soak in for a minute. Nineteen and one in the last 20 SEC games. They started two and three in conference play last season. You know, coming out of Lexington, two and three in conference play, a lot of people scratching their heads. Where's this team going? Where's this program headed? Have we peaked under Barnes since then? 12 and one, uh, won three straight at the SEC tournament, 15 and one, and then four straight to start the SEC season this year. Tennessee absolutely running the SEC in basketball right now. Running it. You know what we are, Russ? We're the gold standard in Southeastern Conference, men's basketball. It's true. You know who it used to be? Kentucky. Team that's coming in tomorrow? Mm-hmm. We stole their mojo. We stole their mojo. We stole their their guy. They didn't even want him, Chris Lofton. And uh, he will be on hand to have his jersey retired at halftime of the game tomorrow. Quick note on Vescovy in three games against the Mildcats last season. He averaged 15.7 points, 4.3 rebounds while shooting 47% from long range. I'm looking for a big game from Bob. Big game, Bob tomorrow at Thompson Bowling I'd love to see Zakai go off since he's the uh since he's actually wearing the five in honor of Chris Lofton that would be nice does he wear five or is it I thought it was I thought it was Zakai's number five it is you're right so I thought you're doing that thing that I usually do to you. You're making me doubt myself. I, I, I'm not I good with the numbers, man. I I I, never I had to good. look it up. Basketball in particular, like it just does not resonate with me. I for some reason I can't remember. I remember a handful of numbers, but like I don't remember what number Grant Williams wore. Was he 30? I don't remember. Hey, you're a stat guy though, right? Did you see the the Did you see Grant uh, Ramey's tweet about? He was eight. Was he eight? What number was Grant, Marcus? Look look that up for us, You're a number guy. Uh, He was two. Huh. We're all wrong. (laughs) Missed it by that much. I knew it was similar to his Boston number because he wears 12 for Boston, and I knew it was similar. You want to hear the most absurd Chris Lofton stat? Yeah, what you got? It was per Grant Ramey. So, um Last season, Santiago Vescovi became only the second Tennessee player to hit 100-plus three-pointers in a season. Chris Lofton is the other player to do it, Russ. Mm-hmm. He did it as a sophomore, 114. Junior, 106, while undergoing cancer treatment. And his senior year, 118. I thought the cancer was his senior year. I thought it was his junior year. I can't remember. Regardless, I mean, it's astounding. Yeah, you, yeah, it's he was something so else, it's man. Two twenty, three hundred and thirty-eight three pointers in three years. He was something else for sure. 
865-546-8200 if you want to chime in this afternoon. We're going to take a quick time out right here. We'll be back with more live today at National Rx in Farragut. More of your phone calls coming up. Radio. The drive continues live this afternoon at National Rx in Farragut. I want to thank Jets Pizza for feeding us again out here this afternoon. Some deep dish Detroit style pizza out here. It is fantastic. You can get some tonight. It's going to be a cold evening weekend here in East Tennessee. Little Jets Pizza warm things up. Great way to kick your weekend off. You can get it delivered. Just give them a ring. 865-675-0505 to have it delivered. Tell them you heard about it right here on Fan Run Radio. Or you can stop by there on Kingston Pike in Farragut right next to us here at National RX 11124. Kingston Pike is that address for Jets Pizza in Farragut. Jets Pizza better because it has to be our phone number. If you want to jump on the drive here is 865-546- 8200 starting to get uh, some some poll results here 240 votes cast very early 1% of precincts reporting what happens tomorrow at Thompson Bowling against Kentucky 38.8% of the audience says big orange blowout total barrel job kind of makes me nervous 32.9% are calling for a solid double-digit Tennessee win. 20.8% says UT wins in a nail-biter. And 7.5% of the 240 votes cast. I mean, that's, that's a handful of, of folks, more than 10, if my rudimentary high school math is correct, that say Kentucky pulls the upset. Hmm. I don't think they feel very confident up there. Well, no, they they don't. I mean, they're they're in disarray. We're trying to get Kyle Tucker of the Athletic on the show today. He covers Kentucky and wrote a mailbag piece for the Athletic yesterday, where he made some pretty shocking assertions, and that has gone viral up there. He said, uh, among other things, that Calipari and the Athletics director up there, Barnhart, just don't talk anymore, and it. That relationship broke down after the football thing over the summer. He said that Cal has $30 million in capital commitments for a new practice facility up there, and Barnhart has told him he can't build it. Why? I have no idea. I mean, if he's and perhaps got the, the money. Do what? I mean, if he's got the money. Yeah, I, I don't know. And perhaps the the weirdest thing, though, Barry, maybe he doesn't want to take it because he knows he's going to get rid of Cal. And if they, if they start building something and the people who have donated $30 million to, to decide to pull back because Cal's gone there, he doesn't want to get into a situation where they've started building something he doesn't have the finances to finish. Eh, I don't know. Be just, just spitballing. But uh, the most shocking assertion was he said, Kyle Tucker wrote this on The Athletic yesterday, that – they don't the assistant coaches on that staff are not scouting the games who scout he said, he said that it's a ga and their video coordinator who do all the scouting for games up there hmm which i mean if that's true that's insane to me but 
Because how many coaches – I first became aware of this under Pearl, and I'm pretty sure Conzo did it the same way. Um, I can't remember how Tyndall did it, but I know Barnes does it this way. But you have three assistants, and they just rotate scouts. So, like, one of our guys uh, will say Ganey has the scout tomorrow for Kentucky. And then we'll have uh, – you know, Polinsky will have the scout for the midweek game next week. Mm-hmm. And then um, – uh, who's our other coach? Rod Clark will have the the scout for LSU next Saturday, and and they just keep rotating like that. You have an assistant coach. These guys are all getting paid six figures. Like that's part of the job is you scout the game, and that blows my mind that they would, you know, some some GA making like twenty grand a year is is scouting SEC basketball games. If that's true, I mean it's the athletic. You know, I, I would you would not be making that up. I mean, I don't, I don't expect Kyle to print something like that unless it's true. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's completely and totally insane. That, that would explain a lot. Where you have like Lamont Paris coming out the other night talking about, well, this is what we saw in film. This is what we wanted to do to him, and by God, we did it. Well, yeah, you you got some part timer drawn up Kentucky's offensive game plan. I mean, that's that's utterly bizarre up there. I hope they don't change it before tomorrow. Let's get Jamie in here. Jamie, you're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Good afternoon, sir. Hey, what's going on, Russ? Hey, man, how you doing? Doing good. I haven't talked to you since Monday. Um, we were discussing which way to go on the natty, and then uh, Roberto came in after me and talked me out of going Georgia. No, I didn't. I, I, I went with you, buddy. I, I, I wrecked it all in. I went heavy on Georgia. I sweated it for about six minutes of football. <laughs> yeah, um, Roberto did not cover himself in glory on that particular prediction, but he did, to his credit, call in to the morning show the next day and uh, accept responsibility, shall we say. Yeah, well, hey, this is no uh, shot at Roberto because uh, I'm I miss more than I hit as well. I'm not saying he does, but hey, man, I mean, you show me a guy that missed that never misses. But it happens, um, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, yeah. So um, anyway, guys, about tomorrow, I expect uh, us to handle them. I don't know if we'll cover the line, but I expect us to handle them. You know, you were bringing up some good stats there about Vescovy and what he averages uh, against Kentucky. I wonder what Lofton averaged against Kentucky. Oh, it's got to be at least 20 points a game. You think so? He did go off on him, didn't he? Yeah, a, a couple times. I, I, I think at, he was always pretty good at Rupp. I think he had one game where he was up near 30 up there. Yeah, he always seemed to play oh. uh, extra extra hard against Kentucky. You know, uh, Russ, you talk about you're not very good with numbers. That's more of that uh, Mandela effect. I mean, in your head, you don't you you wouldn't see Grant Williams wearing number two, but he in fact did. Yeah. I, 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 just, while y'all were while y'all were discussing just that, always I was been hard try- for me to remember the numbers. Uh, football, I remember just about everybody's jersey number, but basketball, for some reason, like it it just doesn't sear into my memory that way. Yeah, I was playing along with y'all as we were, as y'all were talking about driving down the road. I was like, I, I'm, I'm going to go with eleven. I wouldn't close it all either. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess Schofield might have wore five. He did. I, I know that one. He he wore five, and I guess Ziegler wears it now. So you got to be a dog to wear number five. 
kind of like fitting in football, I guess. Yeah. Um, any uh, word on the corner, the five-star corner that's hit the portal? It's been quiet. It's been quiet. I, I was looking for something on that over uh, before we came on the air, and I got nothing for you. I'm talking about the thing. kid that jumped in the portal out of Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I, mean, I don't know. I, early, I guess. Well, I, I just think, you know, snatch up as many of these players as we can. I know we're all still riding the high of what we were able to do this season, but I think um, there's just a little bit of a gap left to be able to compete for, for it all. And I think I think that's just really uh, the talent gap. I think we have the the right kind of uh, coach, you know, program. Everything else was – if we could just narrow that gap and do it quick while Florida's still trying to get traction, um, you know, and, and – um, uh, make, maybe maybe make a run again next year. So, uh, but anyway, guys, that's all I got. I, th- I think we handle business tomorrow. I haven't been in all week, and I wanted to sneak in, so I got to get back in there. Y'all hang in there. Outstanding. Thank you, Jamie. Appreciate the phone call. Hey, Russ, I'll throw uh, yeah, a go quick ahead. name for you. Sorry to interrupt. Um, there is another corner that hit the portal who his hometown is Nashville, Tennessee. It's the kid from BYU? No, it's Old Miss, Kendrick Breedlove. Okay. Did he play for them last year? Defense was He's, not very good last he year. He is a sophomore. I'm, I don't see any stats. I think he may have redshirted potentially. Um, but he, he's from Nashville, Tennessee. I think he was initially on 247, a three-star. But he, he recently hit the portal uh, today. Okay. Hmm. Surely we take at least one defensive back in the portal, right? I mean uh, – I would have thought after that South Carolina game, they would have taken two or three, quite frankly. But, I mean, I, I understand you want to be selective and uh, you want to you don't want to upset team chemistry and, and things like that, but uh, you, you got to bring in another body, don't you? Unless you're just yeah, I mean, with completely as, as, confident in this freshman class. I mean, as, as poorly as uh, we looked at points last year. Yeah. Let's take a quick time out. Stay with us. Marcus has your top four at four when we continue. It is The Drive live this afternoon at National Rx in Farragut. Back with more right after this.